أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حوال سلام حوال الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى إن عدة الشهور عند الله اثنى عشر شهرا في كتاب الله يوم خلق السماوات والأرض منها أربعة حرم ذلك الدين القيم صدق الله العظيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وعلمنا ما ينفعنا وزدنا علما Most respected ulama, elders and brothers in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our master, our cherisher, our nourisher, our provider. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind, so merciful. And we send the choicest of salutations, salawat and salam upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rahmatullil the mercy unto all of the worlds. It is common practice that people measure performance over a period of time. Generally, it is done on an annual basis. A person has a business and every year he is required to evaluate how his business has performed over the previous financial year. And he needs this for a number of reasons. He needs it Firstly, for himself to understand whether he is making a profit or a loss, whether this business is a viable venture or not. And then, of course, he requires it for the taxman so that the taxman knows whether his business is making a profit or a loss. And generally, we know that the profit or the loss that is actually being made is not necessarily the same profit or loss that the taxman is aware of. But nevertheless, over a period of one year, this assessment is done. In the same way, people use the Gregorian calendar to assess their own personal performance. In the year 2022, this is what I achieved, this is what I did not achieve. And it's very common 
for people to have New Year's resolutions at the end of each year. I wish to earn more money. I wish to grow my business. I wish to lose weight. Generally, the, the, the weight loss doesn't last very long. I wish to get married. I wish for my children to do this in the coming year. People have these New Year's resolutions and most of them are material, dunyawi resolutions that a person has. Now we are sitting at the cusp, at the edge of the Islamic calendar. It is the 25th of Dhul Qa'dah and within a few days, the new year, the new Islamic year, the new lunar year of 1445 will dawn upon us. So in the same way as a person uses the Gregorian calendar or any other period of time to assess his performance. As believers, our trade, our business, our profit is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to mention in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, hal adullukum ala tijarah? That all those who have brought iman, should I not point you in the direction of a trade? Tunjikum min adabin alim. What is this particular trade? This is a trade that is going to save you from a very painful punishment. Tu'minuna billah. What is this trade? Believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tu'minuna billahi wa rasulihi and his messenger. Wa tujahiduna fi sabirillahi bi amwalikum wa anfusikum. And strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your wealth, with your time, with yourselves, with your lives. ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ That is better for you if only you knew. So our trade, our business, our profit is not a material profit. Yes, that is permissible. But ours is a trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is the trade of a'mal salihah. This is the trade of good deeds. So just as a person may use the Gregorian calendar or his financial year in his business to assess the performance, so too should a believer use this opportunity to reflect upon his or her spiritual progress over the past lunar year, this year of 1444, what has been my spiritual condition? What has been the condition of my iman? Has it improved? Has it strengthened? Or has it weakened? What is the condition of my good deeds? Have I increased from last year, Muharram, till this year, Dhul Hijjah? Am I increasing in my good deeds? Or am I decreasing in my good deeds? Am I performing salah five times a day? Or have I regressed? And am I only managing to perform three or four salahs a day? Am I performing all of my salah in the masjid? Or was I performing more salah in the masjid last year this time, but this year for some reason, I am now in negligence, I am now in ghaflat, and I am not performing as many salah in the masjid. In the same way, how much am I restraining myself from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When I look back over this past year, has my control of my gaze, my nazar against that which is haram, has it improved? Has, has it decreased? Am I looking more at haram this year than I was last year this time? Am I engaging more in ghibat? Am I engaging more in backbiting and the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this year than I was in the year gone by? So it's an opportunity for us to make some spiritual resolutions for the new year. Now what is the significance 
of Muharram. What is the significance of this Hijri calendar as we know it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the counting of the months of the year has been ordained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are 12 months that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he stipulated in the kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the lawhul mahfuz, in the preserved tablet, meaning that these 12 months have been divinely ordained from the beginning of creation. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set them into motion, yawma khalaqa samawati wal ard, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then created the heavens and the earth, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now set these 12 months into motion. That is the time period on an annual basis is not something that came into existence in the last hundred years or the last thousand years or the last two thousand years. This has been from the beginning of the creation of the heavens and the earth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions minha arba'atul hurum that from amongst these twelve months Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained four months that are sacred in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are these months? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains to us, three of them are consecutive, Dhul Qa'ada, Dhul Hijjah, and Muharram. So we have completed two of them, and we are going into the third month. And the fourth month is Rajab, which is also a sacred month in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, what does it mean that these months are sacred? Firstly, the meaning of these is that the blessings of these months are greater and the virtue of these months are higher than the other eight months of the calendar. That is the first meaning. The second meaning is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the time of Ibrahim alayhi salam and prior had ordained that these months would be sacred in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fighting with one another would not be permitted in these specific months. So in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, prior to the advent of Nubuwa, the Arabs at that point in Jahiliyyah, they respected the fact that there were four sacred months. But they allowed their nafs and their soul to get the better of them. And when they would engage in wars and fighting with one another, and suddenly one of the sacred months, for example, Dhul Qa'da would come in, and they did not want to terminate the war at that point in time, they would then make up, fictitiously say that, no, no, this is not the month of Dhul Qa'da, next month will be the month of Dhul Qa'da. Oh, this is not the month of Muharram. Next month will be the month of Muharram. And like this, they began to change the months around, wherein throughout the entire year, out of 12 months, they would observe at least four sacred months, but they would not observe the months in the order that they should have been observed. This was part of the trickery of the people of Jahiliyyah. And if it happened to be that in that particular year they were waging war for 10 out of 12 months, now they were in a quandary because what were they going to do? So they said, no, in actual fact, this year doesn't have 12 months, but this year has 14 months. This year has 14 months. So that they could now allow themselves to at least have four sacred months and the year would then have 14 months. So when Islam came, and when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam brought down the ayat of the Qur'an, this practice was then abolished. After the conquest of Makkah, after Islam now gained dominance throughout the entire Arabian Peninsula, 
Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then set in motion the program to be able to reset the calendar in such a way that the months would be observed correctly as they should be. And in the Hajjatul Wada', the final Hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa or the farewell Hajj, on the day of Nahar, on the day of sacrifice, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa delivered a khutbah. And in that khutbah he mentioned that now we have set right the months of the year as they should be. Meaning that we are now performing Hajj, this is and should be the month of Dhul Hijjah, and it really is the month of Dhul Hijjah. And from now we will continue to measure the months as they should be measured. So this was the practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from amongst these four months, these four sacred months, one of them is known as Shahrullah, the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ulama explained that this is the most sacred out of the four sacred months. And some of the opinion that after the blessedness of Ramadan, this is the greatest month of the year, and this is the month of Muharram. This is the month of Muharram. So from this we learn that good deeds in these months are more virtuous than the other months. In fact, Imam Abu Bakr al-Jassas rahimahullah mentions in the commentary of this verse, that that person that pays attention to carrying out good deeds in these months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq of carrying out good deeds for the rest of the year. And that person that exerts himself to stay away from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these months, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him the tawfiq to stay away from his disobedience in the rest of the months of the year. Now after the months had been rearranged and the Islamic empire was now growing, the need arose during the Khilafah of Umar radiallahu anhu to set up a proper Islamic calendar so that the chronological order of things could be assessed. In one report it is mentioned that Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu wrote to Umar radiallahu anhu that I received different letters and different commands from you but I'm not exactly sure what is the chronological order of these commands. What date was this sent? Which year are we talking about? So find some way so that I can actually understand and the ummah can now understand what is the chronological order of events. And we also realize that time is a very important aspect in Sharia. Time is an organization is something that is very important. Many of the ahkam of Sharia are tied to time. For example, a person gets divorced and the woman has to sit for idda for a period of four months and ten days. This is time. A child is born and has to be suckled for a period of 24 months, two years. These are lunar calendar year, lunar calendar months that a person has to follow. Unfortunately, nowadays many of us, we're not even aware of these rulings. We're not even aware of the fact that a lunar month has begun and a lunar month has passed. When it comes to zakat, we have to pay zakat after one lunar year, not a Gregorian year. So this was the need that arose at the time. Umar radiallahu anhu then made mashwara with the sahaba radiallahu anhu. And different suggestions were put forth. Some people felt that the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should signify the beginning of the Muslim calendar. And others felt that the death of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should signify the the beginning of the Muslim calendar. And then an opinion was put forth, a rai was put forth, and this was then taken, 
that we should use the hijra of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to mark the beginning of the Islamic calendar. And Umar radiallahu an accepted this suggestion and this was put into place. Now ulama explained that why was the hijra used as a benchmark for the beginning of the Islamic calendar? One opinion is that the hijra marked the turning point in the history of Islam. This was the turning point whereby Islam now began to establish itself in Medina Munawwara. Islam began to establish itself as a systematic, organized way of life, a separate political, economic, social justice system. So this was a pivotal point in the history of Islam. Some ulama also of the, the, the belief or the, the opinion that this signified a very great sacrifice on behalf of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Wherein they gave up everything. And this is another reflection that we should be thinking about at this part of the year. That look at the sacrifice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After all of the trials and tribulations, the trial of being boycotted for three solid years in the valley, the wadi of Abi Talib, and being ostracized and losing his support in the form of Khadija radiallahu anha, and then his uncle Abu Talib, and then after that, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam experiences the trials and tribulations of Ta'if, and the rejection of Ta'if, and then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam experiences the pinnacle of hostility from his own people, and that is the plot to assassinate and kill Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After all of this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gives up everything. He gives up his homeland. He gives up his connection with Baytullah. Just imagine, we go for Umrah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take each and every one of us over and over again. But we go for a few days. And when we leave Makkah Mukarramah, we leave with such a sad and such a heavy heart. Imagine Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam born a stone's throw away from Baytullah. His entire life waking up in the morning and, and his nazar is on Baytullah. His attachment to Baytullah. And now he has to leave Baytullah because he is being proverbially thrown out by his own people. And that too, he leaves everything behind. His possessions behind. His family behind. In one riwayah it is mentioned that his daughters, his beloved daughters were left behind. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam makes this journey, this treacherous journey. So we have to reflect at this time that these were the sacrifices of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. These were the sacrifices of Sahaba radiallahu anhum. What sacrifice are you and I giving? What qurbani are you and I giving? Are we making that sacrifice to be present in the masjid for Fajr Salah every day? Or are we finding it difficult? Are we making that sacrifice to give up interest-bearing dealings? Or are we finding that difficult? Are we prepared to make that small sacrifice of lowering our gaze from haram? Or are we finding that difficult? Here Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sahaba radiallahu anhum, they give up their wealth, they give up their family, some of them give up everything and they come penniless. They were rich people in Makkatul Mukarrama, and they come penniless to Medina Munawwara. This was the qurbani and the sacrifice of these individuals. So you and I need to reflect, what was our, what is our sacrifice? And then the second point that we have here is that, why was Muharram chosen as the first month of the calendar for the Muslims? 
One opinion is that Muharram was chosen because it represents a new beginning. After Hajj and people have now been cleansed and they have gone through the process of Hajj, it represents a new beginning. It is also known as Shahrullah. And some opinions are that it is the most beloved month in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is the only month that is called the month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So respected friends and elders, you and I need to reflect just as a person reflects at the end of the Gregorian calendar, at the end of 2022, a person would have made some New Year's resolutions with respect to material aspects of his life. You and I can also reflect on our spiritual condition. What has been our spiritual condition over the past year, 1444? And what do we need to do to improve on our spiritual condition in the year 1445? We will end with this dua that Sahaba radiallahu anhum used to make on the advent of a new month or a new year. And it is a beautiful dua that we should learn and we should make and the ummah is in need of. This dua is, Allahumma adkhilhu alayna bil-amni wal-iman. Oh Allah, enter it, enter this month upon us with security and with iman. Wassalamati wal-islam. And with safety and with Islam. So we are asking for safety. We are asking for Iman. We are asking for security. We are asking for Islam. And enter this month upon us with the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And enter this month upon us by protecting us and distancing us from the plot of shaitan. So this dua once again, Oh Allah, enter it upon us with security and with iman, with belief and with safety and with Islam and with the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with distancing and protection from shaitan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil